0: On today's episode of Amon Sheeran's Pirate Radio podcast, we have on guest Josh Perez. I knew Josh from the running school. He was my counselor and Cabin Five going into my senior year of high school, and uh, he's a really great guy. He ran for Manhattan College, and uh, which is a D1 school. And he, he's right now he's very into um, film and music. So he's a really interesting guy. I'm looking forward to having him on. Uh, without further ado, Josh Perez.
1: Yes, yeah, man, how you doin'? It's good. I know you like that. I know you like that. See the girls in the club they are getting wild for me and all the pretty chicks all want to smile at me. These rap cats man, they all got this out for me. And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me and when he be drop, I know they gonna leave.
0: The world all right, welcome back to another episode of Amon Cheeran's Pirate Radio Podcast on Today's episode we be another illustrious guest, Josh Perez. Uh, Josh, thank you for coming on.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: All right. So if you don't know, the first question I ask all my guests is, uh, what made you want to start running as a kid?
2: Um, well, nothing, want, nothing made me want to run as a kid. Uh, it wasn't until I got to high school that someone was like, hey, you're a skinny kid. Come join the team. And uh, I ended up joining the team junior year of high school Um, and didn't think I was going to do it for much longer than maybe junior, senior year. And that senior year, I ended up getting recruited to Manhattan College and had a four-year career there. Um, And like most college athletes, uh, I ended up retiring temporarily after graduation after my last season but uh, I've actually recently gotten back into training pretty consistently and pretty well so we'll see where that goes.
0: There you go so how'd you go from joining getting like a late start your junior year to getting recruited to a D1 school?
2: Uh, I guess I got fast (laughs) enough for someone to notice. (laughs) Um, I went to Cherokee High School in uh, Marlton, New Jersey and they they had, they always had a pretty solid running program, and so I think I just had the right people around me and the right coaches to just sort of point me in the right direction and let me run, and kind of just kept on with that through through college. Um, and I've always had sort of a love hate relationship with running, like mm. most people might have, um, but but there is something about it once you like reach a point of no return, you're like, actually, I really do like doing this and putting myself through, through this.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I definitely know what you mean with that love hate relationship. I think all good runners kind of have that.
2: Put yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what gets you through to the other side. Cause like you can put up with that and, and still work and achieve what you want to achieve with running. Mm-hmm. Um, while you're basically fighting yourself
0: yeah for sure it
2: doesn't sound very positive but like if you're a runner you know i think i think you would know like what i'm
0: talking about yeah i think people can definitely identify that identify with that as runners uh do you remember the first time uh like what was your experience like the first time you broke five in the mile um
2: it, it was a little bit I mean, I guess it was exciting, but a little bit anticlimactic. Um, So my junior year, uh, I got penicitis, like, at the start of my winter season. So I didn't really – I had, like, one race under my belt my junior year, which would have been my first indoor track season. And I actually had – that one race was an incomplete because I ran a lap short on two-mile indoor. Mm -hmm. I was very bad at counting. Yeah, it's and then I appendicitis like that week, so I was basically out for the rest of indoor season. And I came, I came back for spring, and we were having an outdoor, like we were having an outdoor scrimmage. And um, I had just heard about this other kid on the team who like broke five on the like in the mile, and I was like, oh man, it's so crazy! Like, holy crap! I can't wait to do that. And I did this scrimmage and I broke five like the first time I ran a mile and I was like, Oh, that was a little bit easier than I thought it would be. Um but uh and we had a really fast track and everything and I guess I was just so like rare in a go mm-hmm. from not running for months. So that's probably probably where I got that little boost from.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I also had a an app deck to me. I think I was in eighth grade and yeah i just couldn't wait to get back to running after that
2: it really is like you can't do anything
0: yeah you're just like bedridden for a while so um do you remember do you ever remember having like a breakout race when you kind of took it to the next level whether in high school or in
2: college um i mean not i never really had like a super stellar like amazing like i ran good times and and I ran, like, like in high school, for instance, like, if I needed to beat somebody on another team, then I would make sure I beat them. Mm-hmm. You know, I would run what I had to run to win. Um, but, I mean, I guess really, like just, like, my breakout time would just be every time I would PR. Like, right. Like, every time every time you, you beat yourself, beat your own time, and get faster and faster. Uh, but it, even as, as time goes on, like, in college especially, you know, like, everyone's always progressing. So it's like you're always, everyone's always pushing the limit a little bit further and you're always chasing that limit and pushing your own, your own limits. Um, so I kind of, you get that breakout feeling whenever, whenever you're working to like, when I dropped down to the 800 meter, um, in college, which I was an 800 runner in high school. Uh, when I dropped down to that, I, wasn't very good at all in the 800 you know i was having i as a college runner i should have been able to easily break two minutes you know and then initially i i couldn't and then it just sort of clicked one day you know and i started running like 155 and stuff like that um and just and then being put on relays and kind of just coming through i need to come through so the I, I would say really like the relays are what stick out the most in my mind, um, in terms of just having that breakout performance because you are immediately within, you're you're on a team within your own team, but you're on a team that everyone's putting in the work right there, right then, and there, um, and when when you succeed, you know it's it's a big thing, especially you know like when the anchor comes through and first after everybody did what they had to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, my favorite race was also the four by eight hundred, and I think it's that added pressure, that added
2: um,
0: you gotta have the like clutch gene to come through for your team as opposed to just an individual race. It yeah. Just means that much more.
2: And that's kind of where you really want to to have your breakout performances, because mm-hmm. you know you, want, you don't you don't want to be the weakest link, also, right? So.
0: Yeah, people can tell right on that uh, that split sheet like who is the weakest link. So you you at least want to be not the slowest guy on your team.
2: Yeah, yeah, which makes everyone else faster.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, one of the things I miss most uh, about college and high school is just um, that camaraderie of the team. Is there any like memories that stick out to you of just really fun times Maybe on like a long bus ride or something like that?
2: I mean, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed being on the team and just being in that team atmosphere. I've actually been recently talking to one of my roommates. He played soccer in college Mm -hmm. and like we're talking about how, I mean, he's kind of getting back into him playing soccer. I'm getting back into running and just doing these separate activities uh, alone that we did with a team. It's like, you, you miss that. You miss that people pushing you know having a team there pushing you, your coaches there, like having other people and not just rely only on yourself um, and it's fun to thank you and it's also a lot of fun to to be a part of that be a part of a team, be a part of like in some cases even, they get as close as being a family, you know mm-hmm. and like even some of my lifelong friends I'm gonna have I made from running um, like. My best friend, for instance, he's a kid that got me into the running. Uh, he's the one that was like, hey, come join our team. And it completely changed the trajectory of my life.
0: Right, absolutely, yeah. I can definitely relate to that in the familial aspects of the team because when you spend um, that many hours together, whether you like it or not, you quickly become a, a family. And I definitely miss that. I don't think um, you'll will ever be able to recreate that, um, that family. Yeah.
2: But, I mean, take, take cabin five, for instance, right. we, we were a team for a week. Yeah. Uh, and like, I, I feel like we all had a, a really good rapport and really good camaraderie and, you know, our little rivalry with cabin six, uh, sort of spurred that along. Um, I, I mean, even, I don't know if you remember Steve and Pat. The two counselors from Captain Six, I'm still friends with them. Uh, yeah, I
0: remember them.
2: Mm-hmm. Go on a trip together. We go, we travel to go race together. Um, like we, we did a, a half marathon a couple years ago up in uh, Rhode Island.
1: Okay.
2: And just like, so like, it's like you, you make those connections, and and even when the team might dissolve and you go your separate way, you're, you're still going to have at least a few people that are going to stick around for the ride.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That really becomes a lifelong connection, especially at the running school, which I'm glad you brought up. Um, how did you first hear about the running school and what made you decide to, to go there as a counselor?
2: Uh, so that year we were getting a coaching change. Um, coach Slevin was becoming our new cross country coach. And so in the beginning of the summer, I mean, he's got his affiliation with, with the running school. He sort of just sent out an email to a bunch of the cross country athletes and was like, hey, um, there's a running school going on, we need counselors. if anyone wants to like let me know, and I'll set you guys up to to go uh uh like work there for the week or whatever and i I went through i did it, and yeah, that's basically how uh how I got where I was there
0: yeah that's that's awesome um I've been going there. Well, I haven't been in a few years, but I started there as a camper when I was twelve and that's just some of my, my favorite summer memories just from going yeah, there. No,
2: I, I miss the run, I missed the running school. Uh I actually was looking at some little photos the other day and I saw like a bunch of the pictures I took like from that week. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like the running, the dancing, like just <laughs> Yeah.
0: It's just a fun time because uh, especially because um like in most high schools across the country, I think runners kind of get looked down on and uh, bullied in a way, and then you finally go there, and it's not just the kids in your team. It's everyone who are similar, and you yeah, can finally man. relate to people. Yeah, so um, that's the running school. I recommend anyone go who's interested in running, and it's really a, just a, a I'm
2: to a blast as a counselor. Yeah,
0: Definitely. So um, I know you're into some creative stuff. We follow you on Instagram. And uh, I know you're into music and film. So talk a little bit about that and what you've been doing.
2: Um, So with the music bid, uh, I mean, I've just I've always done music my whole life. It's just been a hobby of mine. Um, and also it's a really just great way to make friends and meet new people and stuff like that. But the, my biggest quote-unquote contribution, I guess – to music would be, I uh, started doing this thing that I call the uh, Summit Summer Series, okay, at for short, where basically I open up, like I, uh, I live in an apartment building that we have roof access, and I just invite people over to come perform on my roof, and people come listen, drink, hang out, uh, and it's just a, it's a good time. It's basically just like an, op- an open mic rooftop party.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a great time. Um yeah, yeah. So I've seen some really cool photos and stuff like that. It looks like a really like chill.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and we get a lot of really good talent come through. And it's not even just people that I personally know. Like um I've gone to like events or performances and I've seen someone perform and I'm like, This person's really good. I don't even know them. And after the show I'll go talk to them and say, Hey, you wanna come to my roof and do this thing? And like nine times out of ten, they'll come and they'll perform, and then through there, they'll make connections with other people and other musicians. Um, my favorite sort of story from that is one of my former bandmates, uh, he met one of my friends, and, like, they got to know each other there, and then they went off and recorded a whole album together. Oh, wow. So, like, yeah, which I'm still waiting on on, uh, on that album. But it's going to be pretty stellar when it does come out. Yeah, it's
0: going to be a banger for sure. Yeah, so what what kind of gave you the idea to set that up and how did it come together?
2: Uh, it was kind of like a few years in the making in terms of – it's like one of those ideas that you get in your head and you're like, oh, I want to do this thing. And then you kind of just don't do it for a while. Like I, So I used to live um, in a house that had a backyard with like a raised sort of portion of the yard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This is perfect to to host music events. Like, happy will come, perform, do whatever." And I, for whatever reason, I just didn't ever do it. And when I finally moved to this building a few years later that had this roof and everything, I was like, "This, like, this is it. We have to do this." So it started off really small. You know, um, I think maybe ten people showed up the first night. I didn't even have any lights really. Uh, we was, like, was all playing in the dark, hanging out, doing whatever. Um, and I was like, okay, this is cool. Like whatever. If I just have some friends come over, hang out, play some music once a month during the summer, like on the roof, it's something to switch up, switch up what we would normally do or something. And it grew exponentially from there. Like the next month, like 20 people came. The following month, like 40 people came. Uh, at one point I had a hundred people up there. Wow. Um, I'm a, I don't even think that it's safe or legal, but, <laughs> but I mean, it fluctuates. It's not, you know, consistent, but yeah, it's, it, it's grown so much and, and it's gained a lot of traction. Unfortunately, given the, uh, COVID crisis right now, I, you know, I'm still holding that hope that I can at least throw one or two by the end of the year, mm-hmm. but we'll see I mean, right now we're on hold. Right. Uh,
0: yeah, so that sounds awesome, especially if you're into music. It just sounds like a a chill night and a chance to perform without without too much pressure. So I'm hoping you guys can throw at least one of those before before the end of the summer.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and it kind of ties in a little bit to like some of the film stuff because mm-hmm. concurrently with that, you know, I've been working on on film production and shooting and everything like that and writing. Um, with with my friends, we have like a little like production group called godwood underground company and uh godwood underground media and um like over the past couple years you know we've been working on the craft a little bit and honing things up and this year i was like all right i'm ready to like to shoot some like i'm gonna be able to do some really good shooting of the summit and get some like really great video and stuff like that and make these connections of people that will help me out and now we can't really shoot
1: anything yeah
2: but, you know, it's, that's just like one aspect of, of like filming, just like documentary style, live event, recording, mm-hmm. whatever.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. At least you made that connection and then after the crisis, you'll be able to set that up. But um, before, before yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was it. Was, oh, okay. But um, yeah, before you came on, I was watching a little bit of the mini doc you put on YouTube. Uh, what was, oh, tell, yeah. talk a little bit about that.
2: Um, so that, so that was for a, um, a film festival that we, that we joined. So last year, I think it was last year. Um, but yeah, there's, so there's this company called Moment Invitational mm-hmm. and they have all these, uh, these like film festivals like online, like two, t- twice a year. I think they have something to have like the, the international invitational and then like, uh, One in October, which is like a a horror one. Oh, cool! But basically, like people submit online to them, and then uh, they pick like winners from that. So that was what that submission was. We we did the mockumentary category, and uh, this year we they did they held it again this year, and we went with the music video category. So we shot a music video for that. Uh, hasn't been released quite yet, but. Um, that's going to be pretty exciting, um, but that's it's kind of nice to have something like that where you can like you know competitions where you can right work on something submit something because it's like all right here's the thing we got to work on we have a exact goal sort of guidelines you know something that we're working towards and we have a deadline so it kind of keeps you it just kind of keeps you on your toes and it's good practice and it's good it's good exercise. Mm-hmm. So, if you do that a couple times a year, you know, like it kept it makes you produce some content a couple times a year. Right. Um, but aside from that, like on the side, we like I just shot a, uh, like a fake lawyer commercial for somebody. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's like like one of those really cheesy, corny infomercial lawyer things that you would see from like, um, like the '90s or something.
0: Like Better Call Saul like
2: yeah like yeah thing exactly like that better call Saul so I did, that's the latest thing that I put together um but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of work to be done yet um so we'll see, we'll see what, what the next couple of years take us.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to your uh, future projects. So definitely stay tuned through your Instagram and uh, social media. But uh, thank you very much for doing this. I'm glad we got a chance to catch up and you got a chance to Absolutely. come
2: on. Absolutely. This is awesome. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, man. So uh, what would you like your outro song to be?
2: Um, that's a good question. Um, I think my outro song should be uh what was, what was I listening to the other day? You know what, I was gonna go with uh Clint Eastwood by Gorillaz. Gorillas,
0: yep. All right. Sounds good. Thank you guys for listening <clears throat>
1: But not for long The future is coming on It's coming on It's coming on It's coming on mystical maybe spiritual people who appears in you to clear your view when you're too crazy Life is to know the definition for what life is, priceless you to you because I put it on the high shit, and like it, gun smoking, righteous with one token, psychic among no possess you with one, go. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine, in a bag I'm useless, not for all the future is coming on, I'm feeling glad I got sunshine, in a bag I'm useless, not for long, the future is coming on, coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on. The essence, the basics, without oh. it you make it, allow me to make this child like nature. Rhythm, you have it or you don't, that's a fallacy. I'm in them. Every sprouting tree, every child of peace, every cloud and sea. You see with your eyes, I see the structure and the mind, corruption that's in right. the sky from the... Enterprise, now I'm sucking to your lives Through So not his muscles But percussion he provides, for me as a God, y'all can see me now Cause you don't see with your eye, you perceive With your mind, that's the end huh? So I'ma stick around with Russ and be A mentor, but a few rounds, Of mother comes to remember But the thought Is, I brought all this so you Can survive when law is lawless Feeling sensations that your Thought was dead, no squealing Remember that it's all in your head